I love getting DMs or comments like this one. Eric, you're not funny or informative, and I don't know why people listen to your podcast. Or, Eric, you're not funny or informative, and I don't know why people listen to your podcast. Well, who's right? I have no idea. Let's get to it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Another episode of IBF On Demand. I'm your self-deprivating, confused, and not-so-humble host, Eric Wilson. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. Thanks for the follows, the subscribes, the comments, good or bad. That's all right. I still love them. Find me on LinkedIn, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts, where you're listening right now. Check it out and subscribe there as well. Thank Arkiva. Driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. Thank you, Archiever, for sponsoring this as well. So, we, I just want to mention we have a great conference coming up in October. It's our flagship conference, October 18th through 21st. Four days. Day one, boot camp for members. Day two, leadership conference for leaders. Day three and four, Forecasting, SNOP, subject matter experts, networking, fun, food for everyone. It's a great conference. It's our flagship event. Check it out at IBF.org. It's going to be four days. Come down for two of them. It's a wonderful conference. This is probably the best content you're going to find on business forecasting, SNOP in the, in the industry, concentrated. In Orlando during October 18th through 21st. I'm going to be down there. I look forward to seeing you there as well. Hope you can make it in person. None of this virtual stuff. We're going to be there in person. Well, if this all sounds like deja vu to you, welcome back. Part two. We're talking today once again about the new norm. So we're coming back and discussing this again, this new norm. I hate the, hate the term, but we have to face it. We are dealing with a new way we have to do business. And yes, we talked about it before. It is impacting businesses. It's impacting relationships, people. It's definitely having an impact on SNOP and IBP as well. I mentioned this last time. I'm a minority, which means I'm probably wrong. I'm used to being wrong. I'm okay with that. I'm in minority. I, I posted on LinkedIn why I thought things were going to be a problem, why I think that SNOP is going to struggle. And I overwhelmingly, everyone came back and said, no, I'm wrong. That SNOP is not struggling. SNOP is doing even better in some cases, having these virtuals, being able to bring people together better. I wanted to sort this out. I wanted to bring on a couple experts that have maybe different, even differing uh, points of view can present what they see as experts in SNOP where, where there is some gaps, where there is some improvements, what they're currently seeing. Bringing in my own input as well, I'm going to report, you decide. And that's what we decided really to do with this. My next guest, Kevin, was an award-winning sales and operations planning SNOP, IBP, demand planning, predictive analytics, risk management and supply chain management professional. He's a vice president of luxury division at L'Oreal. 
He's actually the president of the New York Metro chapter of IBF. He's last year's recipient of the Excellence in Business and Forecasting Award presented by IBF. We're going to present the next one this year in October. He's actually going to be in October uh, down there in person speaking. Hope you come down and check him out there. He's a good friend, great guest. Please help me welcome Kevin. So welcome, Kevin. I'm excited to have you on board, a, a fellow recipient of the Forecasting Business Excellence. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yep. So I posted on, on LinkedIn and I said I was in the minority. You jumped on with the majority saying, hey, SNOP is going to be able to adapt just fine in this new norm. I'm going to challenge you on this. That's the reason I wanted to have you on and uh, let you defend the majority stance here of, yes, SNOP is about collaboration, consensus, and transparency, but it's going to be able to live in this new hybrid world. So with that, go ahead. I'll, I'll let you attempt to defend yourself of why you don't think we're going to see the struggles going forward. So I think with this new kind of hybrid work environment where folks are kind of working more from home, people have kind of gotten used to it. And it essentially, as long as you have the right stakeholders on, on the call, right? Um, there's no degradation in terms of the SNOP process from what I've seen um, in our executive SNOP meetings over the last couple of years. In fact, if anything, um, we've had to learn to um, work a new way and it's actually been you know, more effective because you think about some of the strategy changes as you shift more from brick and mortar to e-com um, and digital it's kind of changed the dynamic of the meeting where there's more of a focus on that because we know that that's the future. And um, in the end, it's, it's become a more effective meeting. I, I'm actually hearing similar things from other people. So I, I will buy that, but there's a study, there's multiple studies. One study concluded that a lack of close contacts actually hinders the formation of trust connections. If we're talking about collaboration, bringing cross-functional previously siloed functions together, if we already said that lack of close contact hinders that formation of trust, mm -hmm. is that a problem? Or are you saying that, no, we can still build that type of collaboration and trust in a virtual world? As long as there's sponsorship from the, the president um, of the division of the CEO, yes. I will say this, though, Eric, there needs to be that that personal interaction. So as folks have started to come back um, to the workplace, whether or not the meeting for executive SNOP or consensus is, is virtual or um, in person, you still need those, those face-to-face -face relationships. So it is important. I think that uh, folks have started to come back together and have those one-on-one face-to-face -on -one meetings. Um, but as long as they have that connect, I think it's kind of the new, um, the new model, the new hybrid place right now, right? As long as you have those relationships, I think for me, what was difficult was when somebody started in a company in the, in the early stages of the pandemic, then it was hard for them to kind of break in. But once folks started coming back to work and this new hybrid kind of came out, um, I think that it's, it's, it's become the new norm and it's working just fine. I knew you're going to have to say the word new norm in there sooner or later. <laughs> So, so obviously the hybrid then is is being able to help still build those relationships, even though the yes. structured meetings are still hybrid in, in itself and yes. a lot of them are virtual. Okay, another report. 
Another report says workplace politics. We know they exist, whether we like it or not, workplace politics exists inside organizations. They've actually seen because of COVID, it's actually more persuasive now than it was before. And the difficulties when conflicts do arise, you actually have a harder time resolving those conflicts. Now, before you had an SNOP meeting, you had good conflict that would should occur in a lot of SNOP meetings. And you'd have some heated debates and afterwards you would stand up and shake hands and continue that conversation into the hallway. Now you're shutting your camera off and going on to the next meeting. Building that resolution to some of that conflict, it has to be more difficult now. I mean, is that going to be a problem in this new norm since you use the word going forward? So I think what we've we've evolved, right? Because yes, in the beginning, because there was a lot of changes, because it wasn't business as usual. Um, we weren't just talking about the same things. We had to figure out how the um, executive SNOP and consensus meetings would evolve. Um, but now that um, they have evolved, instead of having that meeting in person, it'll be cameras off. I'm an IMU, and then we're going to have a one-on-one call and, and have that. So I think it's just evolved. It's we're still human beings and having those same uh, interactions, but. Um, it's evolved in terms of instead of being in the hallway after it's, let me give you a call and we're going to have a face to face on the screen. Okay. So we're still making those, those afterwards time to resolve the conflicts and, and continue to build those bonds. They're just yes. a different way. You have to actively go about resolving those. hundred percent. I agree. Like you, I would go back to the point where, it would not be effective if we didn't have those those bonds like that. You still have to have that. But um, the way I think that we've evolved and kind of the expectations of a lot of folks in the workplace have evolved in terms of being having more flexibility and working from home. People respect that. Um, it has evolved and we've kind of adapted to have effective meetings because people like this new norm. OK, again, there I use it again, the new norm. Sorry. I know, I know. I I, I hate the word, but we're using it now. We have to adapt to this new norm of using the word new norm. Uh, So last time, last one being devil's advocate here Mm -hmm. for you. The the motivation, the the engagement. People are less motivated to respond and sometimes engage when they – they're half, sitting at home. It's almost like, you know, you get someone behind social media, they can they can pretty much ghost you, whatever necessary. You get in person, they're forced to respond. So you get those persons on the virtual meeting, camera or no camera, they're less apt to speak up and type engage. Now, full, full disclosure, there was one introvert that I have the utmost respect for her opinions. She's She's wicked smart. She challenged me on this one and saying that she's actually more apt to engage because of the anonymity of being behind a camera versus in per- person. But I think she may be the exception. Do you see the problem with people being as engaged, responding, participating as much virtually they, that you get more if you're in person? Maybe initially, um, but not not since we've had kind of regular rules where, you know, cameras are on. And the important thing is that the right people are in the call. If, if someone's not saying something, um, then they're probably not needed at the meeting um, because you have to have the right stakeholders at the call. We can't have an an enormous executive SNOP meeting. Um, It's not an FYE meeting. It's a decision-making meeting. So I think that by having the right folks on, 
um, the decision makers, it's kind of gotten, it's gotten away from that problem. It's not really a problem from what I've seen. Okay. Well, that's me being the devil advocate. Okay. Now playing into what everybody keeps telling me is SNOP was already global before. So you already had people sitting in different regions prior to COVID. So that's nothing new. Right. So, uh, People remote anyway. So you mentioned that it's evolved. Maybe that's the problem. I'm old. I haven't evolved yet. But so with the kind of different regions, is this actually helping in some unknown odd way? The virtual environment is helping people become more on the level playing field is is one thing I'm hearing as a benefit to the virtual type of SNOP opposed to these people region. Everybody else is in the same room. Now everyone's on the same playing field. Are you seeing that as an advantage now to the, I think, so. I think it's a more level playing field. I think I would agree with that. And before, like you said, there would be these conversations after with the folks still remaining in the room when somebody who was maybe works out of California or Chicago might dial in. You don't see that anymore. Or even for us, obviously you're always going to have the France versus us thing, but, or Asia, um, but I think that it's definitely leveled the playing field and made it more collaborative. Um, I think it's opened up the dialogue. Um, it's taken away the kind of, there used to be some pre, I've seen pre alignments in, in all my jobs coming into meetings where kind of people are pushing for an agenda, but I think it's more open now. Um, and I think to the, your point, it, it definitely levels the playing field so that everyone's um, input is taken into account for sure. Okay. So, the last one I have here as far as the pro side of it or your mm-hmm. side of this that I keep hearing uh, then as well is it allows you to uh, – you, you mentioned openness, but at the same time, focus. It's not a, hey, reporting process. We're here for a decision-making process. Right. Having a, a meeting that's very really virtual really allows that focus to the purpose of an SNOP. So I'm hearing – proponents of this new norm say that it really pushes the purpose of SNOP more and gets people really aligned to what, why they're there. Are you seeing that as a byproduct now, virtual, yes. all virtual? Yes, I agree. Okay. You want to expand upon yes or anything or just a yes? <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> it's okay. I, just, yeah. I don't have anything to add to it. I would just agree with that for sure. Okay. Well, the last thing I have for you, I mean, so, I mean, you did a good job defending and you may have swayed me slightly, uh, but okay, I, I want to end giving you the opportunity here. Being we are, like it or not, we are in this new norm, like it or not, SNOP has to adapt to the environment we're in. It's a hybrid environment. It's a virtual environment, whether we like it or not. So- for the people out there that's struggling like me, that that's an old old guy who said, "Hey, this is the way we did it, and I need to adapt to the new world." What's your advice? How? What's some of the best practices you've learned, or what are some of the tricks, tips, advice for adapting SNOP? So I think that the core of the meeting stays the same. It's decision based. Um, number one, I think it's important to talk about. Um, you know, what's changing um, in terms of channel strategy, um, talk about category strategy. Um, I think it's important that we show all the same things we would have. So we want, obviously, the trend to drive um, the forecast to drive the trend, not the other way around. Um, I think as long as we have a very structured 
meeting agenda um, where we're making decisions and all the key stakeholders are there and everyone's cameras on and is engaged. Um, it actually makes for a more efficient meeting um, from what I've seen. I think people are happy that I think it's actually made it a little bit shorter. Um, I think if at one point this, this same amount of content might've taken three hours, now we're getting done with it in an hour and a half. Um, and it's because people are coming prepared. Um, in some cases we'll cycle GMs in and out of the meeting as their particular brands come up. Um, people come prepared. Um, all stakeholders are there and, um, it's collaborative and we make decisions out of it. So I think that that's, I think as long as we're getting those decisions out of it, it makes no difference, you know, if you're in person or if not. I'm sold on that. I mean, that's definitely, I hear that efficiency part. So I, I have to agree. I, I am seeing that, uh, the efficiencies. And you make, you make some very, very valid points there. Uh, so I, I do have one more question for you. Can yeah. we do have a little, little time for a follow-up question on that? Because I think all that's good and and. And I have to actually agree with most things you said there. Uh, but for the new person coming in, you have mm-hmm. the person just starting at, at L'Oreal or whatever company, company XYZ, you have the person yeah. just starting in the process and they're new to the company, they're new to the process. How do you integrate them? What's some tricks, tips, advice for integrating someone new into the process then? Yeah, so... This is uh, an important time anyone comes in because, you know, our company is definitely relationship based um, and uh, things get for move forward by um, through relationships. So I always recommend um, anybody who comes in, goes and um, connects with all these certain people and have one on ones and establishes those relationships. That would be the one challenge where you wouldn't be effective if someone, for example, came in at a higher level position, kind of a stakeholder in a executive SNOP meeting or a consensus meeting, and um, they didn't have the, the established relationship with some of the other folks. So I think it's absolutely critical that anybody new to the organization, you've got to establish those relationships. Um, go out of your way, even maybe if you're close, if you're in New Jersey or New York and you, and you can meet for coffee or meet one-on-one, because again, with this hybrid work environment, um, it's a nice benefit, but on the front end, you really have to establish yourself and you can do some of those relationships um, remotely, but I think that there is no substitution for a meeting face-to-face and, and sometimes to have that trust built so that when you get to a meeting like this, everybody's comfortable making decisions. So I always give that advice to anybody who's stopping, uh, starting uh, up new is they've got to focus you know, 75% of their time in the beginning on um, building relationships and meeting folks. So, and if you're in New York, New Jersey, you can go to the New York chapter of IBF there. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Hopefully you guys got meetings coming up in person in, in the do, near future. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah. so, well, great. I want to thank you for your time, Kevin. I said you actually made some valid points. You may have swayed me a little bit. Uh, so I, I may be on board thinking we can make it through this uh, challenging times and SNOP is going to come better, be bigger and better after it. Great. So. Thank you, Kevin. I'll talk to you hopefully in Orlando. Yes. <laughs> See you there. All right. Take care. Bye. Bye. I said, I admitted that I am old. I admitted that I was in the minority. I cannot still, I don't care who we talk to. I can't help but still think we have an issue. We're going to have to overcome. 
There will negatively impact SNOP. And instead of just talking about the problems, yes, this podcast is all about bringing solutions as well. So thank you for sticking with us this far. I wanted to bring just a few things that I've observed, a few things talking with everybody else as far as what they're seeing to adapt to the new norms, some of the lessons learned we've already seen, and bringing that to you, the audience, as well. SNOP is living in a different age now going forward. We have to understand that everyone won't be sitting around a boardroom table having these meetings. Now, in some, it didn't that exist before. But there are a lot of organizations, they did have some of that face-to-face. They did have some of that inter-office. But now as people become more and more remote, these hybrid Bringing everyone together on the same page on the same days becomes more and more difficult. So with that, there is some tips or tricks that I wanted to leave with you. Here's five things that, that I think I've, I've picked up and learned that I wanted to share. Number one is be deliberate. Be deliberate. SNOP needs to have that structure with it, even more so now. Have the structured process with SNOP. Have people understand their roles and responsibilities, why they're going to show up. If you do have a hybrid environment, schedule the meetings and have that as one of the mandatory days that people come into it. Still try to have those face-to-face as much as possible, but be deliberate with your SNOP processes, with the cadence, with the structure. Be deliberate with the follow-ups. Have follow-ups after the SNOP meetings that occur with the key people, making sure that they understood they, under, they understood the takeaways, that they were on board. You still have consensus after the SNOP meeting ended as well. Schedule these informal type of networking or just touch bases with key people as well to get people just to have those informal, formal type of water cooler conversations outside of those meetings because there's equally important as well. A lot of discussions happen even outside of the formal 40, 50 minute meetings you have, there's importance to have scheduled type of touch bases after that as well. Don't micromanage. Don't micromanage the meetings. Don't try to overmanage the meetings. Don't try to be more precise than we need. Allow communication to flow. Allow people to express their opinions in the way they need to express them as well. One of the ways you can have a death of an SNOP process is have a too strong a personality that really micromanages the whole meeting, talks over the meeting, and it just becomes a reporting function at that point. You want a dialogue to happen. You can't be micromanaging the meeting as well. At the same time, though, you do have a different way to be able to lead cues and understand the audience. You do need to get people involved and you don't know if they truly understand because you can't read the head nods. You can't read the eye contact sometime. So one of the things you can do is ask. Be deliberate with your communication as well. Ask, are we on the same page? Ask, is this what you're seeing? Ask, what do you think? <clears throat> you need to bring people out of their comfort zones and be able to talk in an environment they're not used to talking in sometimes. So it's okay to ask. Be Communication has to be more verbal now because you've lost some of that nonverbal type communication. So you have to make be a conscious effort to have that verbal communication and make sure clarification happens. Ask. Number four, adopt a new communication tools. We talked about needing to be more verbal now. 
But other things as well, in between, looking at Slack, Teams, ways you can build these these communication tools outside of the normal type of emails or the once a month type of meeting you're having. So find new ways that you can adapt new communication to. Obviously video, we have video, make it a requirement, turn it on. Everyone needs to have a video up, being able to communicate, be able to see the other person. So adapt to new communication tools and try to find even new ideas. I'd love to hear new ideas that you're having as well. Please share them with me as well. And last of all, we talked about the SNOP champion before. Now becomes even more important. You really have that consistency between meetings. You have that person who really herds the cats and has that communication skills, verbal and nonverbal, and understands this new environment we live in. The SNOP champion needs Lori really rise to this occasion. They need to be the person that Lori really helps run the meeting, helps check the boxes of everything I just talked about, helps adapt to the new norm going forward. We really need that SNOP champion more than ever now. As of right now, I hope you enjoyed this remote virtual podcast. My name is Eric. You can find me at eric at ibf.org. That's eric at ibf.org. I want to thank Arkiva, our sponsor, driving business transformation by solving what others cannot. And if you want to come back in person, you understand now the benefits of being in person like I do, then please come down to Orlando in October for IBF's flagship conference, October 18th through the 21st. Check it out at ibf.org. It's great conference, a lot of great content, four days, members, we got a boot camp, leaders, we have a leadership forum, two days of experts speaking, all the benefits of in-person interaction, networking, and building long-term relationships. So I hope you can make it down for that conference in Orlando in October. Well, as always, if you're coming down in person, you're shaking hands, you're interacting, don't forget the most important thing. Wash your hands. Can I do one thing? You may. I think you're funny. (laughs) Someone did.